Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you don't even care, if you didn't even notice, if you weren't even there, if you even don't have hair, or perhaps you have some air, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, I never used nair. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to The Shawnee Show. Solo episode today. Woohoo! I'm your host, Shawnee Suisa, and we're just going to jump right in. So many things to discuss. So little time. Well, actually, we have endless hours. But to start, quite some sad news from the Hollywood world. Angus Cloud passing away. That's brutal. I just finished binge-watching Euphoria, and the craziest thing ever about hearing of his passing was that not but two weeks ago, I was online Googling whether or not his character survives in season two. Because I like to know if someone dies ahead of time so I can prepare and not have like a serious depression when I do watch the scene. So I was looking that up and it turns out that his character was in fact meant to die at the end of the most recent season. But the writers the night before they shot changed the script and had somebody else pass away. So spoiler, if you haven't seen it yet, he does in fact survive that scene. Um, But obviously now he passed away. I mean, it's just so surreal. It's just crazy to have found out that fact. And then two weeks later hear that he passed away. That was just wild. But my condolences to the whole cast, to his whole family, all of his friends. I mean, that's really sad. And on the same day, Pee Wee Herman. How crazy is that? The actor that played Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, passes away as well. It felt like a really eerie day. I was at the gym getting all of this news. I was saying hi to the front desk people. Um, we were we were all like talking about like all all the the freaking obituaries that just came rolling through on our phones. So very sad. I'm so sorry. Sinead O'Connor also. That was really sad. So lots of Google trends for people passing away this week. A little sad. But moving on to something a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> Probably like a horrible segue. But this falafel thing is hilarious. So apparently falafel was trending on Google. Why? Because some Trader Joe's fully cooked falafel may actually contain rocks. So they had like a whole scare that there was actual rocks inside of the fucking falafel. So people are saying not to eat them. Uh, and it's like affected a particular area. So you can look it up. I think it's, hold, let me see, SKU number 93935. And it's a product sold in 100. Okay. I love how it was like targeted areas and it's giving me, what is this, 30 states, 20 states? <laughs> Alabama, Arkansas, Colorado. It's a lot. Connecticut. I mean, there's like literally that's majority of the states. That is majority of the states. So basically don't eat their falafel, at least for right now. Although it's crazy to me because I feel like they really nail ethnic food. So to get rocks into falafel, that's a a little bit ridiculous traders. Okay. Cardi B's microphone video. Have you guys seen this? This is actually crazy to me. She threw her microphone into the crowd because somebody threw a drink at her. And what's crazy is not that she threw the microphone, but that so many freaking people have been throwing things at musicians while they're on stage and also comedians and just performers in general on stage. It is wild to me. I keep seeing these videos pop up on my feed. I don't know if they're all 100% super recent, but it just seems like there has been a massive explosion and rise and increase in fans tossing things onto stages like what the fuck that's so intense imagine if you're performing and you're just getting shit thrown at you 
Ironically, on the pl- on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, there was a video of Drake complaining that nobody had thrown a bra onto stage that show yet, and he was really sad about it or something. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Leave it to Drake. <gasps> ah. All right, guys, before we continue with this episode, I'm going to give us a little message from our sponsor, the people who keep the lights on. Choo-choo, sort of. Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season and every season. Next season, last season, if you can get a time machine, you should also use Bet Online. Basically, all of the seasons, you should use Bet Online. BetOnline.ag. You can check out all of their different sports betting things like betting on golf or betting on more golf or perhaps you want to bet on some more golf you know listen no matter how much golf you want to bet online for bet online is there for you betonline.ag use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to get 50 percent off your welcome bonus that's right just as i believe in you to bet successfully on golf why don't you believe in me to use this promo code betonline.ag where the game starts that got creative Back to you in the studio, Sean. That interview he did with Bobby Althoff is so good. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name right, but she's fantastic. People are giving her a lot of shit in the comment sections that I'm seeing, but I think she's hilarious. I love what she's done. I love the sort of sarcastic between two fernsy, chicken shop, Dady-esque satire. It's fantastic. She's so good and it's hilarious. And I, I also love the casual settings that she's interviewing people in. There's something super cool about having people come to your studio, but there is something even more intimate about going into their space. And I think that when you're giving a guest on a podcast every opportunity to be super comfortable, then environment is also one of those factors. So if you're bringing the interview to them somewhere where they're super comfortable, you're going to get some good shit out of it as well. And obviously... Also, to her credit, I think she's just phenomenal. I feel like she has a really sharp sense of humor. She's great with people. It makes it seem like she's super not, but she definitely is. And I'm loving it. I'm loving watching her eyes. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, let's see what else was trending on Google. Not many things that I was of, of interest in, by the way. There was like a lot of random shit that I just didn't give a shit about. So I didn't want to fill up the little wheel back there. So it's actually just full of all the old shit. Uh, Brittany Griner taking time off for her mental health. I think that this is good. <laughs> if you think that this is bad, I don't know who you are. Uh, oh, and then, okay, the last thing I will say that I think is so fucking hysterical is that on every Saturday, the U- the, wor- the word UFC, just the three letters, obviously, UFC is trending. And what's so funny to me is that uh, I always just type in UFC into Google to look at the card. Like that's the easiest way to look at any fight card. You just type in UFC and Google has this automatic fight card feature that pops up that's just perfect and brilliant you can navigate right through it and i freaking love the feature it's such a plus okay it, it makes so much use i get so much use out of that one feature every single saturday and apparently one million hits so everybody else is also getting a ton of use out of that feature on a saturday it's a great feature google that's top tier that's almost as good as the feature of being able to share wi-fi passwords just automatically who invented that one that is top tier. That is like, mm, I like that one. I like that one a lot. That one's good and also automatically filling in the code. That one is great. We need more synchronization between automatically filling up the code on the phone and also on the on the computer. That's my only my only qualm, if you will. Okay, a couple other things I want to discuss before we get into this deck of discussion, which is so fucking cool. Um, Kanye. 
Now, I posted on Instagram that I would do a follow-up episode on him. And I don't know if I'll do a full episode, but I will just give you guys a couple thoughts right now because his marketing team is brilliant. I legitimately don't... I don't know if this is all purchased or if some of this is just organic and natural, but... What is happening right now with Kanye on the interwebs is just phenomenal. The guy went from saying, I love Hitler, to now being all over my freaking feeds in these hilarious 30-second or under clips of him just being an absolute Kanye. Like, old-school, hilarious, unhinged, but not anti-Semitic Kanye. And some of this shit is fucking gold. So I just want to take a minute to just applaud Okay, whoever is behind all of this, because you are doing a great job. You are turning this Jew into a Kanye lover again, which is wild. I will also say that tweet he did with the um, Jonah Hill, whatever made me like Jews again. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I thought that, that was so good. He just he cracks me up. I can't help it. I really can't help it. So I don't know what you're doing out there with. I don't know who's doing what. I don't know if it's paid. I don't know if it's organic. I don't know who's who's in on it, all right? But Kanye is a fucking industry plant, let me tell you. And it's working. Okay, next topic on the docket. And this is an important one, you guys. I know I joke around on here a lot, but this is really serious. So I'm going to need everybody's attention. <sighs> is it pronounced niche or niche? Like, what the fuck? I think about this all of the time. And it actually is driving me crazy. Where is the root of the word? What is the root of the word? What is the pronunciation of the word? So many people say so many different things and I tried to look it up online. And let me just tell you, it's more indecisive than I think we are as people. So I'm going to need a definitive answer. Niche or niche? My personal preference will always be niche. Niche. Shit. Shit, what, what is my first one? Hold on, niche? No, niche, niche. What the fuck? How do you pronounce it now? Now I actually forgot. Now I, now, how do I say it? I say niche. I say niche. I say niche. What do you say? Okay, and last topic before we do jump right into this deck of discussion is clothing. First of all, somebody needs to take money away from me because I cannot stop fucking shopping. Like, it is an actual disaster. Oh, my God. I mean, and Instagram and Facebook ads, you know me too well. Like, they market to perfection, okay? Whenever I'm just even thinking, oh, I need a pair of shoes. Oh, here's 13 different ads for some of the best shoes ever. And here's some great deals to go with them. <sighs> They really fuck me up, dude. They really seriously take money away from me. Like it is a problem. Material possessions are so enjoyable. I know they're not everything. Clothes isn't everything. Jewelry isn't everything. Makeup and skincare aren't everything. But there's some things and they are some things that I really like. <laughs> I just can't fucking help myself. And it really doesn't help that this little rectangle of like mind reading insanity can tell exactly what it is that I want at any second and it just markets to me so perfectly and I grew up with an advertising father who used to be like don't give in to ads they're just trying to sell you well you know what dad there it's working I'm sold sold signed sealed sold and delivered okay I have I have bought like eight different pillow variations because of Instagram ads. I have the Sutera, I have the Cube, I have the Purple, I have the Nectar, I have the anti-wrinkle pillow from Amazon that went viral a few years back. I have so many fucking pillows. 
<laughs> Bravo, marketing teams and digital marketers of the world, because you have truly made a customer out of me. All right. What was I even discussing? Oh, yeah, clothing. Okay, so really the point that I wanted to make, though, about clothing is that something that's been huge for me is buying clothes that fit me. When I gain weight, I used to just do this thing where I would just be really sad and start only wearing the sweatpants I own and like not buy anything. I would never give in. I'd be like, no, I'm going to hold out because I'll just fit back into this clothes soon. And that wouldn't happen. And it, it would, you know, naturally it would just end up taking me so much longer and it would make me feel worse. And then I didn't have clothes that I felt good in or felt comfortable in. And the truth is like I can gain weight just inhaling too much wind on a night Nice breezy walk outside. Literally, a one gust of wind, and I have now gained 10 to 15 pounds. And it's gonna take me 30 to 60 business years to be able to lose that. Okay. So the fluctuations are so normal. And I think that having a range of sizes in your closet, obviously within reason, is just really helpful. And I think that it will benefit a lot of people to sort of understand that. And you should have pants that you can wear, you know, when you're a little bit more bloated or pants that, you know, you can wear when you're feeling a little bit leaner. And I just feel like so often we're trying to fit into our clothes and we're trying to fit into the outfits we used to fit into. And we're not just buying new things that fit us now and not buying and also buying things that are our ratios, right? Like, I remember when I was a kid growing up, shopping was a miserable experience because even if they did have anything that catered into more normal sizes, I wasn't even huge until a certain point. And then I got really big, but I wasn't like that huge. And they still didn't really have clothes that fit me well because the proportions are always the same. So even if they design something for a size two, when they scale it up to a size eight or 10, it's also still the same proportions as somebody with a size two. And typically when you get larger in the number, not always, but the proportions will change. And so I think that that's something that a lot of modern clothing companies are really starting to be conscientious of and they're starting to cater to. And I freaking love that. Like Abercrombie has this curve line that's fantastic and their denim is amazing. And so it's not just uh, larger sizes. I don't even know what range they have in, in terms of size, but it's a line dedicated to people who maybe have smaller waist to larger ass ratio or thicker thighs or whatever it is. And they're always dealing with this giant gap in the back of their pants. And I think that's freaking awesome. So more companies need to come out that are doing that. And I don't think every company needs to cater to every size. And that's actually such a hot button issue. But the thing is, obviously, if it's a giant corporation, a mega brand, something like Abercrombie, something like Fashion Nova, whatever, yeah, it's great. You should be catering to most sizes, especially when you're that large. But I do feel like it would benefit us as consumers and as shoppers to have smaller stores that are really dedicated to nailing clothing that looks good in our specific body types. And female body types come in such a wide range, and so do male my experience is obviously with females, so I'll just anecdotally list from that, but things like Apple, right? Pear-shaped body types, that women that are a bit more square, that have thicker thighs, that have this, whatever, different ratios. I just think it'd be so awesome if we had more stores that were less about trying to be inclusive to absolutely everybody and more about trying to nail down some of the body types that maybe haven't been um, 
uh, designed for or created for as much. And I do think that we're seeing like a huge push in this and we're, we're definitely seeing a lot more options come to market that are starting to cater to people who never were catered to before. And I feel like that's shining through in the way that people are dressing these days. Cause I, I just feel like people of all sizes are looking a lot better and are able to take care of themselves better and present themselves better and maybe just put a better foot forward when it comes to their style and their aesthetic. And I do think that's because there are just more options now for that. So I really like that. But yeah, I would love to see like a boutique that fucking nailed my body type and I'd be able to shop there just knowing everything is going to look good. Everything is in my ratio. Everything's in my proportions. Like someone make a store for Shawnee, please. Thank you. That'd be great. That'd be great. I'll give you all my business. And actually, you know what? I do do that. When I find a store that nails down like my like sets to be sets, if I find a shop that has killer two piece sets in my ratios, looks good on me, I know exactly what size I am and I get like four or five sets from them and maybe 75% of those fit me really well. I'm shopping there again a lot, a lot, a lot, or maybe a little if I have some semblance of self-control for the love of God can't stop buying things take amazon away from me take T- temu timu the take that thing away from me take all of it away from me all these stores take them away from me take shoe stores away from me i just ordered six pairs of shoes take everything away just shut it all down i love how i just advocated for a bunch of boutiques to open up and i'm like please shut them down we could use another little pandemic you know i could use like my spending habits could use a little bit of a pandemic like just two weeks <laughs> just two weeks to flatten the curve okay that's all i need two weeks to flatten my financial curve please just a little bit i just if everything could just shut down restaurants it'd be great actually just shut down takeout as well too that'd be great like just all of it please just mm, dead it all just two weeks for me for you i think everybody's finances could use a bit of a two week to flatten the curve right now if you ask me All right, let's get into this deck of discussion because this is so cool. Bow, 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 bow. Wow. I love this thing. I actually want to come out with something quite similar to this. Uh, I always had an idea of something like this. Actually, you know who did something similar to what my idea was? Um, Danielle Robe. She's awesome. You guys should check her out. She has a podcast called Pretty Smart. And she has a card. I don't know if it's exactly like this. I've only ever actually seen the box and the title, which is Question Everything. And I think it's super cool. I love the idea of question everything. In fact, my first ever solo episode was titled question everything. It's a line that I've just always used. I think it's brilliant. And I feel like you should always question everything. So I think it's kind of similar to this concept um, where it's like a deck of questions that just sort of ignite thought. And I've always wanted to do something like that. I just thought it'd be very cool, but perhaps maybe in a different way. What, what I do love though about the, this, the deck of discussion, and I can go through and read some of them without answering them so you can get an idea. I love how um, not mental healthy these always are. Like they're not always fluff questions. They're not always like, tell us about your feelings and you know, what do you believe about God? It's like, there's, here, let me read you one. A major celebrity has approached you They want to be an ambassador for your products, which they love. You don't think they align with your brand at all. Do you say yes to the publicity, even though it dilutes the brand? Like that's a super fucking cool question. You know, it's just such a fun, it's a very fun businessy question. You know what this is? This is a, sorry, there was a hair in my jumper. This is a very good game slash deck. I don't know if you would call this a game for just 
people who are grinding online. Like if you have any sort of content creation job or you're a hustler of sorts or you're, I don't know, like trying to do anything entrepreneurial or if you just even want Shark Tank, you might like this game. I just think it's a very fun set of cards and they're not they're they're just great man that, that's what i can say they should sponsor me i should ask them deck of discussion do you want a podcast sponsor because i am a freaking fan i love this this is great okay let's go through some okay mm. through your business you can eliminate world poverty give access to clean water or solve climate change when which one do you choose and why and if you're feeling brave once you've chosen your option what steps do you take to solve this world issue that's a fucking good question. Through your business, you can eliminate world poverty, give everyone access to clean drinking water, or solve climate change. I think the answer is quite obvious for what you have to pick for this one, and it's going to be eliminate world poverty, at least for me. Why? Because if you eliminate world poverty, you will give everybody a chance to get clean drinking water. Because I believe that inherently economic anything growth whatever just financial uh-huh is going to be able to help you get clean water um and solving climate change like i just personally think that world poverty is a bigger issue i think that it's what's impacting the most people in a negative way i think that climate change might be uh something that in the long run is more important but i'm just thinking about like the millions of people that are suffering in absolute pain right now because of the fact that they're struggling and living in poverty and i also think climate change is one of the one of those problems that if you're in poverty you can't really focus on climate change like if you don't even know where you're going to get your next meal then why the fuck are you going to give a shit about climate change so to me if we go ahead and eliminate world poverty we are going to essentially give people the best opportunity to be able to solve the other two problems on this question which is access to clean drinking water or climate change. Um, if you're feeling brave, once you've chosen the option, what steps do you take to solve this, wor this world issue? I think sustainability in terms of being able to support oneself and one's family and one's community is the most important thing when you're trying to solve poverty. Because just handing out money while it may be temporary relief, is not necessarily always the solution. But I also think that sometimes education alone isn't also necessarily the solution. You can teach someone how to run a business, but a lot of times I think people just need more help than that. I think that setting someone up with some sort of sustainable method of income is probably the best mechanism to be able to get people out of poverty. So I would probably get a group of just incredible economists and scientists and epidemiologists and my God, various different specialists in specific cultures where there is a, a ton of poverty together in a room. And I would just brainstorm like what are some of the best business options to help set these people up to be able to support themselves, their communities and bring some sort of lasting change. And I would have you know, us work through hundreds of different iterations of various ideas and narrow it down to maybe the top, I don't know, 50 and go to 50 in each region, right? Because different regions are going to have different things that will work and then go to each region and test them all out. Maybe start with 10, 
10 different villages, 10 different communities, 10 different areas where there is extreme poverty. See how they work. If any stick, amazing. We can run with those. If any don't work, we can try and just continue sort of like working through it and figuring out which ones are the best and testing. And yeah, we just keep doing that throughout more communities everywhere and everywhere and everywhere. I would think that finances are solved based on this question. Like I, if you're saying through your business, you can eliminate world poverty, then that means that I have the financial opportunity to be able to do so. So I would assume that I would be able to, for example, let's say we say the best business to start is an, I don't know, fucking charging station, right? And we set them up with a solar panel, which allows them to set up various plugs, which people can come and charge their electronic devices from. They can charge. You can even make it automatic. You can make like a charging vending machine, whatever it is. Let's say that's the business. I'm assuming that my business, because it can eliminate world poverty, it has the finances to be able to buy a bunch of those charging machines, solar charging machines, set them up and actually just gift them to these people um, to be able to maintain and run with long-term. So I would assume that I'd be able to do that. And if so, then that's what I would do. Similar to, I think, what Murph's Life does. I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram. I think I've mentioned him before. He's so great. I just absolutely adore that guy. And what he does, I think, is really smart. But he's just one person. I'm assuming that what I have here is a huge business and access to be able to just get a ton of people to be able to do almost what he's doing, but to scale. And I feel like that is legitimately the best way. And you got to work community by community because, you know, people are going to sort of stick together. And let's see. Yeah, that would be my answer to that. That's a great question. See, I love this deck of discussion. Like, that's such a good question. The national charity run is raising money to fight child labor by selling reusable shopping bags. However, a journalist has discovered the factory that makes them uses child labor and is about to print the story. What do you do next? This is a bit of a PR and morality crisis, isn't it? So the national charity you run is raising money to fight child labor by selling reusable shopping bags. Okay. I mean, that's interesting. Uh, However, a journalist has discovered the factory that makes them uses child labor and is about to print the story. So you're essentially trying to stop child labor, but you're using child labor. Well, I would say what you do next is the first thing ever would be to figure out what's going on, why they're using child labor, why we're using that factory, who allowed that, who approved that, who permitted that, figure out where the hell all of this is coming from try to get to the bottom of it, find an immediate solution or put many plans in place for a solution. And then I would reach back out to the journalist. Well, I guess the first thing you would do is ask the journalist for like a couple hours, right? Be like, I legitimately have no idea about this. Please give me a couple hours. I need to find out what the hell is going on. I guarantee you, you're the first person I call once I get to the bottom of this, right? So you make your calls, you figure out what's going on. You also obviously have to call your legal team. They just got to be involved. You never know with these things, especially if you have bigger donors, you don't know. Then you find solutions or you get solutions in place. And then I would call back the journalist and be like, this is horrendous. I don't support it. And it's really upsetting. And I, I honestly can't believe that this is something that happened under my nose. I have let go of the person who approved this. And we have a solution in place. We're moving everything over right now. And we are also working to take care of, and my solution would have to include some sort of thing to the liking of taking care of the children that are currently being used in that factory. So I don't know how or to what degree. That's what I would do. That's fucking 
wild, but also not surprising because, you know, this is why I don't trust charities. You know, there was a, on a season of Survivor, I think it was not this most recent one, but the one before that, where a guy donated all of his winnings to charity. And in theory, it's great. And I think it's so nice and so kind. But I am so hesitant of a lot of these major NGOs. I think a lot of the small NGOs are really awesome, or at least that's been my experience working with a lot of them. But I've worked with a lot of really, really big NGOs as well. And I mean, when they're that big, like the freaking breast cancer, little ribbon, whatever, the thought of donating to something that large, an NGO that large, I just know for a fact that money is going straight into salaries. And there's been so much, so many exposés done about these kind of NGOs. And so the fact that like these people donate huge sums, like these mega, mega, mega NGOs to me just feels like a massive waste when you could find NGOs that are paying normal salaries and are getting a lot more done and are going all direct to the people that you're trying to actually help. And I think that that's so important when it comes to this kind of stuff. So yeah, that season of Survivor was weird to me because everybody was super happy and super applauding. And, and the entire time in my head, I was like, damn, if I was on that season in that finale, I'd probably have gotten canceled for my reaction. Because <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? You're going to donate a million dollars to this mega charity that I can just guarantee is paying some hefty fucking salaries. Like I would just so much rather set up some sort of fund or something that's just way more direct to the people I'm trying to actually help. So just be weary of these NGOs, yo. Be scary. No, not be scary. Be weary. Be wary. All right, guys, I think that's it. So I'm going to wrap up. This will be going up on Thursday, which I think I'm going to be testing out a bit as well. Just while I still have kind of a smaller audience, I feel like this is the time to explore various upload days because my YouTube analytics say that Thursday is just popping. Like everybody's mother, cousin, daughter, and son is on YouTube right around Thursday morning. So I figure why not give that a shot and upload then. So I'll be testing that out a little bit for the next couple weeks. You guys can let me know if you hate it, if you love it, if you don't even care, if you didn't even notice, if you weren't even there, if you even don't have hair, or perhaps you have some air. Da 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 da. I never used nair. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, okay, adios, 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 amigos. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.